toys for us kids. They got a million toys and toys for us that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a toy just kid. They got the best for so much less. You really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. Hey, where's? Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And Eli, before we start anything, I have to make an announcement. Oh, yeah? LeBron James has gone to the L.A. Lakers. Um, I don't know what that means, but right on. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that shit out the way before we get to the nerd <laughs> shit. I just heard that, like, right before we was about to start podcast, like, oh, shit, what the hell? So my timeline is going crazy about that so anyway that's that oh now we can get into some sad news and i want to say yeah rest in peace to toys r us oh yeah yeah Yeah. we we talked about this last year like i said it was actually a pretty popular clip we had last year about it about how we were saying what was happening to toys r us and the writings on the wall but now it's happened it's done all the stores are done that's it you haven't got a chance to go to toys r us that is it uh, matter of fact, Eli, didn't didn't their owner pass away not too long ago? I think so. I think we gave a shout out to him. I think we, we gave a shout out to him also. For those that don't know, I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Lazarus. So well, that's right. yeah. yeah, so it's a play on words, Toys R Us, you know. <laughs> and so pretty sad because and people already have the memes out. They have the uh, what was the Jeffrey Giraffe, the mascot for Toys R Us. Everybody had a mascot in the eighties. That's that was the thing, you know. And then, you know, the meme was, I don't feel so good. And then you see him fading away like the Thanos thing, you know, from what, what do you call it? The, the snapping or the oh, snapture. Snap, yeah. <laughs> they have so many names for that thing right now. It's, it's been memed itself. So, yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Toys R Us. Uh, let me say, moving on to the next news. Uh, yeah. Joe Jackson died. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Michael Jackson died. Yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch of Joe Jacksons. I got to like think of which one. Well, not the Joe Jackson you know from down the street or the one you, you work with. You know? <laughs> I mean, if anything happened to him, we'll give him a shout-out, too, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, moment of silence for Joe Jackson. Okay, that's it. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you about it. Let me ask you about it. Because here's the thing. Joe Jackson is a is a controversial figure. Yes, yeah. he made the Jackson Fives. He, like, literally made the Jackson Fives, you know. Uh, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, all this stuff like that. But at the same time, Jermaine, don't forget Jermaine. Don't forget Tito. Don't forget Tito. Yeah. Tito's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, but and he sacrificed himself and he did all these things for. But the thing is that some people have painted Joe Jackson kind of a piece of shit, you know, as a person, you know. Yeah. Like I said, he he abuses kids. He tried to steal from his kids' money when they got rich. He cheated on his wife. He has outside kids on his wife by then. So, 
Eli, let me ask you this. Like I said, he is a controversial figure. He he was no angel. But do you do you think that everything Joe Jackson did to get his kids to where they are, do you think it was worth it what he did? Um no comment, because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, just, gonna... oh, I'm just, just going to say this. I had the Playboy issue with Latoya in it. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, Latoya was... Okay, hold up. Now, <laughs> did you look at the pictures, or did you read the article? Uh, there was articles? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that was the excuse everybody gave back in the 80s. So and They had funny cartoons, that's why. They funny cartoons back then. So, yeah, that was the thing. And, uh, yeah, Joe Jackson was a controversial figure. We've had controversial figures pass away lately where you just can't say, oh, man, that's so sad. You're just like, okay, well, that was the thing. Well, even Michael is, like, controversial in himself. It depends. It depends yeah. on who you ask. I hate to go there, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> Michael Jackson pretty much boils down to your race or whether or not you were upset or happy that he died. I saw it. It was very, very interesting when Michael Jackson passed. He passed. Every black person I know was extremely sad. Some people were crying. Some people were upset. Not Michael. But then everybody that was not black was like, yes, fuck yeah. I'm glad he's dead. Did we say this on this podcast? Fuck it, we said it now. I'm sorry, Ryan. That's why I said no comment. <laughs> oh, right. Just throw me under the bus then. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I can see how you say he was a controversial figure, but he was only seen to be a controversial figure in certain circles. Like I said, and the funny thing is, like, his um, his funeral was in the Staples Center. The Staples Center, like I said, is the L.A. Lakers form where LeBron James was. Anyway. <laughs> And I'm looking at this, and even though Michael Jackson touched, you know, every soul and soul, all these records like that, his entire, like, funeral, like, the people in the funeral were kind of darker, they complexion, if you want to put it there, other than Brooke Shields and John Mayer, and, you know, Bill Jackson, whoever. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there, that it's like, you can say Michael Jackson was his a country figure, but only in certain circles. But it wasn't like Prince. You know, Prince was loved by everybody. Like, yeah, you never they, heard anybody say a bad anything. word about Prince. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. they didn't really have anything on him. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, they probably tried to look, because, I mean, he was just a private person. He didn't, and even when he died, yeah. nothing came out. There was, like, some little stuff, but it wasn't anything major, not like, you know, this stuff hanging over Michael Jackson. And, I mean, let's just say, like, he had all these issues. He had mental issues from his father. I mean, like I said, we know he had all the plastic surgery stuff like that, and he cut his nose off. One reason because Joe Jackson told him, "You, your nose is ugly. You know that you didn't take nose from me." So he cut his nose off to spite his face or whatever, whatever the term is. I can't remember. So, yeah, I think we spent too much time on that. Rest in peace, Joe Jackson. I guess, <laughs> or wherever you are. <laughs> uh, that being said, can we? Anything else left on? That? Nope, we're gonna go for that. Can we talk about the? Go move to the next part of the podcast. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so the next part of the podcast is the box office numbers. I haven't looked at the box office numbers because nothing in the box office interests me. Even though Eli, even though we haven't seen any shit, it seemed like the rest of the world has seen this stuff. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a... Yeah, but these movies are like making like money, money, money. Big bank, big bank. So, uh, 
This is going to be interesting. Okay, Eli, give it to me. What do you think was number one? Or do you even know who was number one? I would just say Jurassic Park got it. Uh, Jurassic Park got it. Uh, well, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm trying to protect you, Eli, before <laughs> they attack you. Same shit. Yeah, basically. Uh, number two, we have in- Incredibles. I keep wanting to call this Infinity. Uh, Incredibles 2 was number two. Uh, number three is Sicario Day of the Soldado. Oh, is that is that out? That is out. Uh, Josh Brolin is continuing his destruction of 2018. So this is another movie he has out. Uh, did you ever see the first Sicario? Yeah, I thought it was all right. It was on Amazon Prime. I just never got a chance to see it. It may even still be there. I may go around and see it. It's all right. It was all right. I thought I saw, I saw the trailer of this new one. I thought it looked pretty good. Okay. But I don't know. The other, the, I thought that it was all right. It's one of those, you know, uh, as, as, a, as a brown person, <laughs> you know, like I was like, I watched it with, a, you know, sort of a grain of salt and, and you know, ro- there was some eye rolling parts for me, you know, especially when they go into Juarez. And it's, you know, the, the ominous music starts playing like they're heading to Transylvania. Ah, 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 ah. We're going to Mexico. Dun, 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 dun. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know, and it's funny because the, the guy who wrote that movie, he did Wind River. OK. You know, which, oh, which yeah, I, yeah, I, I told you I saw Wind River, right? Did you? I did see it. It, it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. I, I meant to tell you about that like last year for some reason it slipped my mind. You know? Yeah, awesome movie, but yeah, yeah. Uh, continue. Yeah. But he did the same thing in that movie. Like when you entered, you're entering the Wind River Indian Reservation. Then dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to hell. Ah, you know, you know. <laughs> so basically, it's like wherever the darkies live, you know, it's it's spooky and eerie and shit. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that and Sicario had that same type of uh, that that feel. So nice. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what I was gonna say. So yeah, what I've been hearing. Oh, wait, hold on. Just gonna keep doing this. Getting yeah, text. Somebody texting you? Yeah, somebody's texting me. Hold on. <laughs> this is getting insane. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna just continue the podcast. We're going. Okay. So like I said, the, what I've been hearing is that apparently Sicario is a completely different movie than the other one. So it's kind of like a, a tough guy movie, if that makes any sense. It looks like it's more action, like it has a lot more action. Yeah, that's know? that's what they're saying. Like it's more of an action movie now than what it was before. Yeah. So Yeah, the first one's more of like a thriller, sort of a, you know, a mystery, you know, crime thriller, you know. I mean, there is some, you know, there is some shootouts in there, but it's not. Th- this one looks like it's more focused on, you know, the action and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Looks more like, yeah, like a lethal weapon or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean? so I don't know. They saying it's, uh, it may make, well, it doesn't seem like it's doing too well at the box office right now, but I guess it's doing okay. I mean, you're looking at Jurassic World and Incredible. Of course, it's going to not beat those movies. Yeah. But, you know, they're saying the, I guess the, I was going to say, Rotten Tomatoes isn't as quite as high as it was before. So, I don't know. Uh, what else do we have? We also have Uncle Drew is number four. Uncle Drew. Man, Uncle Drew. Man. Okay, it is a basketball movie about a basketball player who is real life. Basically, it's like a commercial for. A, oh, is that where like the they, they get in the old they dress them up like old people or something? Yeah, it, like it's the ba- or whatever. Yeah, it's basically Kyrie Irving. Oh, damn, it's going crazy. 
I should have turned it off before we started, but anyway, we're gonna power through it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently he's he's this basketball player, basically is Kyrie Irving, and he's got a bunch of other basketball players that they're old people also. It's like Shaq and some other folks that I can't recognize, and they're playing basketball. I guess it's a cool movie, whatever like that. So I guess it's doing okay at the box office. It's not supposed to do a billion or anything like that. So I guess it's doing okay for modest budget. Uh, number five, we have Ocean's Eight. Uh, number six, we have Tag. Seven, we have Deadpool Tooster hanging in there. Number eight is Sanju. That is. I don't know. Never heard of that either. I don't know. Uh, number nine, we have Solo, a Star Wars story still. Oh, shit. You know, hang, kind of hanging in there, but. <laughs> uh, Surprise, it's still out. I, I, I mean, it'd be on Blu-ray already. <laughs> right. I mean, it might, at this point, it might as well be because <laughs> number nine in the box office is kind of hanging out there. Uh, number 10, we have Won't You Be My Neighbor. Like I said, the Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And I'm just looking down here. Oh, we got uh, Avengers Infinity War. As number twelve, oh, that's oh, far down oh. there. Oh, and one that, thing—that's almost out on Blu-ray. Yeah, Isn't that com- coming out soon. It comes out on Blu-ray. I think at the end of well, today, yeah, at the end of this month, yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I'm proud of. Good job, everybody. Superfly for his third week is number thirteen. So pat yourself <laughs> on the back for that. <laughs> Give yourself a round of applause. Oh, yeah, so that's the box. I'm trying to see if this, honestly, like I said, Jurassic World, I haven't seen it. Incredibles 2, haven't seen it. So if you come here looking for our, our opinions on these, and the funny thing is, like, people at my job know I have a podcast. You know, I think they're just funny about it. So, like, well, and they ask me, like, nerd questions all the time, stuff like this. So they ask me stuff like, oh, did you see Incredibles 2? I'm like, no. Like, aren't you supposed to in your job? Like, no. <laughs> if I want to see shit, I'll see it. If not, I'm not going to be forced to see something I don't care about, you know. Uh, so yeah, but that's the box office. Uh, like I said, Infinity War like come out in July, solo maybe before then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can probably get it for cheap by then. That being said, we can move on. Oh, speaking yeah. of cheap, I finally saw Justice League uh, again because it was on sale on Vudu. <laughs> uh, what what what? How much did you buy it for? Uh, ten bucks. Ten bucks. I bought it for ten bucks on Amazon like uh like early January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For ten bucks, yeah, like I said, it's super yeah, cheap. Ten bucks, hey, I haven't, I haven't seen this since the movie theater, and uh, okay. sure. So, 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 what you think? What you think? Um, it's it's alright <laughs> for the second time around. Um, yeah, I, you know, I always thought it was just okay already, and then seeing it again, um, my opinion didn't really change. It, it's it's fine. It's it's short, which is nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean you know i i still can't i still don't like what's her face as lois lane i i've come to determine that i don't like her as i, I don't like I, I, i'm divided on her here's the thing i'm not really sold on her but the fact that i've seen worse lois lanes i'm kind of you know kind of powering through her because yeah. the worst one was that one from superman returns the what was her oh name? yeah I can't, I, I can't remember her name i just know she was there. Yeah. honestly she killed the movie for me yeah, I didn't. I I think I still haven't seen that whole movie because I fell asleep on that movie and I've never watched it since. It's <laughs> it's a boring movie, man. It's yeah. just oh man, I don't I don't know what to say about that. Like movie. I fell asleep like hard. Like I crashed out during that movie, and then I woke up and the movie was still going. Like, oh man. <laughs> and no, and I think Man of Steel was kind of reaction to uh, Superman Returns because they. People were mad that there was no punching in that movie. 
So they're like, Jack Snyder, like, oh, you want punching? Oh, I'll give you punching. <laughs> you know, punch and the it, whole world. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would destroy everything. You know. <laughs> so that was Man of Steel. Oh, let me ask you a question. Okay, somebody brought this up uh, a while ago. What do you think was the better movie? Like, let's say somebody had never seen a Superman before, a movie before a day in their life. What do you think they would like better? The original Superman movie or Man of Steel? Huh. Um. That's a hard. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. they've never seen a Superman movie before. Okay, and how old is this person? <laughs> millennial. Let's say just say millennial. Okay, then, then it would probably be Man of Steel <laughs> <laughs> for the Call of Duty crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, yeah, the, 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 someone who grew up on internet cat videos and memes, educated by memes, they, their attention spanning. <laughs> I need somebody to punch something, you know. Yeah, and that's the funny uh, thing about Superman Returns because Superman Returns was almost like a Superman, you know, seventy eight remake. But that's the yeah. thing; you can't remake that movie in today's time with today's audience. It it doesn't work. You can't have a superhero movie where nobody punches anybody. Yeah. So I don't know. Weird thing. That that means say can can I transition? Because you actually gave me a nice transition, nice segue. All right. Okay. Like I said, we're just we're talking about DC now. DC. Have gave us they uh have given us now this thing called DC Universe. Now, for those of you who don't know what DC Universe is, DC Universe is this subscription service that they have coming out that they've been hinting at, or maybe even just flat out, you know, told us about for for a while now. But now they have an uh, official announcement, uh, official trailer for, and it gives us more insight about what it's going to be. So, basically, what it's going to be, it's going to be all pretty much. All of their DC movies and TV shows they had in the past, like Wonder Woman and Swamp Thing and all Superman movies and all their cartoons they had, like The Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. They also have a re- and original programming is going to be on there also. Uh, yeah, I like just took Titans. A- is it Titans and Titans right now? Oh, not yeah. Teen Titans. Just Titans. My fault. Titans. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, Young Justice Series 3, uh, Season 3 is going to be on there. Swamp Thing, Harley Quinn, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing something else. So those are going to be their original programming on there. Now, not only that, Eli, so we got original programming, right? We got movies. We got cartoons. We got TV shows. They also have comics. Yeah. Digital comics. So they're Finally. Getting, finally. Yeah. Marvel Unlimited has been doing this for a while now. It doesn't make any sense why they're waiting so long to get into the game. But they're finally here. Uh, just and that honestly, Eli, that would interest me more than anything else. Like the TV shows, cool. That's all cool stuff like that. But the com, you getting comics on there? Okay, yeah. I mean, with the comic book bullies, I like comics. Believe yeah. it or not, even though we never talk about the shit here, you know. <laughs> so the fact that I saw like an old Flash comic in there, so they're gonna have some stuff from the '60s. Okay, I want to read some of those to see what they see what they like. Uh, I saw the most recent book I saw that they just quickly flashed was from Wonder Woman Rebirth number one, the one where she kind of tied her lasso to herself to reveal herself the truth because she might have been lying to herself. Cool story. So that's going to be on there. So at least we're going to have some stuff at least up till 2016. We don't know how, you know, how much they're going to recycle or refresh their their site because Marlon Limited pretty much works like clockwork. Every book from like the last six months, any book from like the last six months goes up so if six months before it goes up and then it's there so but the one thing they didn't tell us eli hmm. they didn't tell us the price yeah i noticed that how much is this bad boy gonna cost we don't know yeah oh, oh just to piggyback on what you're saying i thought i saw 
those hundred page comics at Walmart. Oh yeah, I meant to talk about that. I, I saw that. Okay, so can you give me some more insight about that? Because I saw something about it, but I really was halfway paying attention. I just saw people just bitching and moaning about it, and I was like, oh, whatever. Well, there's it's it's a way to sell, I guess, comics. Walmart is going to sell like these um, sort of like an anthology, a greatest hits of. Uh, it was these. The one I saw was DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had, I, I heard uh, these. I heard it's going to be like Bendis stories or something, and then I think. Uh, the Batman story is gonna be Tom King. Okay, yeah, I, the one I saw, the one that I saw there, it it had like the new Fifty Two Justice League. I think the first issue of Origin. Or wait, whatever. wait, wait. Let's back this up. Let's back this up. Let's back this up. Now, are you saying you saw a post about this, or you actually saw? The I book? saw the comic. At, oh at, fuck! Okay, I was at Walmart and I saw the comic. Okay, re- there was okay. only one left. Okay, <laughs> rewind, rewind it. Okay, let's let's back this up. Okay, now you have my at first you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. <laughs> okay, so you're telling me that you saw a hundred page book uh, with DC stuff in, and it was basically like old stuff, like well not old stuff, but I guess five years old, like Justice League, like yeah. like uh the Jeff the Johnson. Bu- the button was in there. Oh, was really? in the book. Okay, cool. Yeah, the button. Um, the uh, Superman. Um. Yeah, I just kind of flipped through it, and I was like, "Oh, what's this about?" I just, you know, and I said, "Oh, this is what it is." I, you know, it's it's, it's old shit. So, but like older. Oh, it, it's it's old for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, if you don't yeah. know this stuff, you pick it up. You're like, "Oh, that's cool." So, 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 Eli, let me ask you this then: Why are people so pissed? I who knows? I don't. Comic. I don't know. I just saw people just. Comic I book saw fans, that. man. Eh? I don't. It's the angry emoji stuff like this. So I don't. I would really because honestly, it didn't interest me at all what they were saying. I I kind of guessed it was going to be old, but I thought it was going to be honestly. I thought what it was going to be was like all the stuff that like Bennis and Tom King did for like their last month or or the last four issues they did in their books. They were just going to just re-release them. But you're telling me they're going even further back than that. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, from what I understand, there's a there's a few of them that they're putting out. Yeah, there's a Batman. There's a Wonder Woman. There's JLA. Um, the only one I saw was just, uh, I believe it was the, um, the just, a justice league book. And it just had, it featured a Superman issue in there. There was the button was in there and, and yeah. And that justice league story was in there, you know, so they're a hundred pages for 10 bucks. I mean, I guess it's just a way to get people in the comics or or something yeah, I honestly know. i think that's a good but, idea and honestly i think what they should have been doing a long time ago is like with these blu-ray movies when they have these these comic big tempo comic book movies they should maybe have you know like like a digital code in this like they like with captain america civil war you know have a digital code for civil war in there you know something like that yeah. you know yeah. yeah yeah i mean i guess it's twice a month they're going to release these twice a month okay so that's, that's pretty maybe good. you can follow i mean i don't i don't i'm not like I said, I only saw one. The the, the rack was empty except for one. Yes, book. I'm, I'm pretty sure they so that's the thing. That's how I got into comic books. Not not well, yes, yeah. Walmart used to sell them, but the grocery store I used to go to used to sell them. Yeah. So when my mom Street was going there getting shit, groceries yeah. for the week, she was like, Okay, here's a few dollars, go get you a comic book. And I would just go to the book section, the magazine section, some comics were there, and I look, okay, Space Spider Man's there. Incredible host there, X Men here, and I just you just grab them. Some of them I just should read them right there, you know, <laughs> if I was yeah. too broke. But, you know, but that's that's actually what got me into comics. You know, yeah, uh, because every store, every city doesn't have you know a local comic book store, but every place got a Walmart. Yeah, you know, so it just I don't understand if if the comic industry is suffering right now, the comic industry is struggling to find new readers and and to gravitate to new audiences. 
why wouldn't you do everything you need to do to, you know, to expand your market? You know, just putting in a local comic book store is not expanding your market. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I mean, don't, it's a good idea. I'm sure you know it was right by all the you know the the the, the Magic the Gathering cards, the Pokemon cards. Right, that's where it was, you know. So, yeah, they just put them all in the same area, stuff like that. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why people were upset about that. Like I said, I was halfway paying attention. Honestly, I don't know why they ever stopped doing that. You know, because I feel like when it, the moment they stopped doing that is the moment that the comic industry, you know, went to shit. You know, financially wise. Yeah. Because didn't Barnes & Noble stop doing it or something? I heard something like that, or I, maybe I did Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, good for Walmart. They need to do it in more stores also. Target need to do it, you know, whoever. I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt local comic book stores because local comic book stores have a specific audience. You know, people just don't go in there just to browse stuff like that. But Walmart has a everybody. There is no specific audience for Walmart. Everybody's at Walmart. Somebody just walked by. See that book like you just said, pick it up. Or somebody that's never read a comic book before, pick that up and become a comic book fan. Then yeah. they'll you see, okay, how far does the rabbit hole go? And then they'll go to a local comic book store. Yeah, that's how it starts, you know. I, I don't understand. We need to stop being gatekeepers. Not me and you, Eli, but just whoever listening to this that was pissed off about stuff like that. We need to stop being gatekeepers. Yeah, because I, when I first started reading comics, I didn't even know about comic book stores. Like I said, I went to like you know, the, the spin racks in like, in, in like convenience stores and shit. Mm -hmm. They had spin racks and that's, you know, I had some change on me. I'd buy a comic. They were dollars, 75 yeah. cents, a dollar 25. Yeah. I, I remember just raiding my piggy bank for just change and just buying, buying a comic. Or, right. You know, and, and that's how I got into them. And, and, you know, years later when I discovered that you know comic book stores and you can get back issues that was like holy shit this is brilliant you know <laughs> exactly you know but you gotta yeah. have that gateway drug first you know just yeah. to get you into and, and that's the thing i think we do too much stuff to scare away people from comics it's like we almost doing everything in our power to scare away new new people from getting comics yeah Oh, yeah. you don't know this. You need to pick up a comic. You don't only know the mu movies. You only know the TV show. Like saying stupid shit like that is why people don't bother with the stuff to begin with. You know? That run sucks. You should have picked up Grant Morrison's blah 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 blah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you want to do. Get a new comic book fan reading some Grant Morrison weird shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> Cable How is yeah. his own grandfather. You know, some stupid yeah. shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, so yeah, this is so good, good, good thing for Walmart. I'm glad you brought that up, Eli, because I was gonna put that on the notes. I could, but I don't have any notes. So yeah, I just thought of it. Yeah, cause I was at Walmart yesterday. I was like, hey, look at that comic books at Walmart. And I was like, oh, I got like some of these. All right. Okay. So. See, you're gonna make me, you're gonna make me go into Walmart, but I I personally made it my mission to never step foot into Walmart. I hate Walmart. Just as a a concept, you know. But they got comics in there. You know, it's kind of like that meme of it. You know where, where the clown is in the sewer? Oh yeah, yeah. I have free comics down here. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like. Okay, let me say we can move on past that. Okay, now we got a chance to check out some because, like I said, we just talked about the DC, and it seemed like DC is trying to build up a a Netflix killer. But until then, and it's not just Netflix. Oh, before we move on, then we got some other stuff to talk about. Also, like I said, we got DC from the next Netflix killer. But now Marvel, well, not Marvel, DC, not Marvel, DC, Disney, 
<laughs> I keep fucking these names up. Sorry. <laughs> Disney has finally, they have not finalized their deal with, with Fox yet, but it's getting closer and closer and closer. They basically made a bid where it's a 70 some billion, whatever. I don't know. Google it. It's up there. So, but they pushed the date back to, they're going to basically vote on it on the, uh, July the 26th. And they're going to vote on July 26th to see if it's ready. The government has already said it's okay. You're not yeah. violating any laws on it. So, fuck it. Buy everything, Disney. We don't care. Uh, just government, own the world. Right. <laughs> government is worried about some other shit. So, yeah. Um, that being start, start colonizing Mars, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> just the Mickey, the Mickey Mouse flag right there playing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, we have all this stuff going on. And. And, uh, and here's the thing. I like people thinking that, oh, we're going to get Fantastic Four. We're going to get X-Men. Disney is thinking a lot bigger than that. They're thinking a lot bigger than X-Men. I'm sure they are. They're not sp- <laughs> they spent $4 billion on Marvel by itself. They are not spending $70 billion on Fox to get fucking Wolverine. No. Think bigger than this, people. They're just like DC has put their foot in the game to try to kill Netflix. So is Disney. Disney trying to kill Netflix also. We just talked about the box office, how the box office is struggling right now. You know who's not struggling? Netflix. Netflix is killing it right now. They do like $6 billion a year right now. And, then, and I'm pretty sure movies do more than that or Disney does more than that. But it's insane amount of money they're doing. So everybody is trying to get a piece of the pie of the streaming business because that's where everything is going. You can fight it. You can you know say it's not happening, but it is coming. And it's going to drag you cr- kicking and screaming into the future. So DC has already put their bid in the in the hat, uh, bid in the ring, and D- Disney is going to do the same thing. So if they got all this Marvel stuff and all the Disney stuff and all their backlog stuff, and they get Fox, then you know they're going to make their own streaming service. Also, that's also going to compete with Netflix, and that's where things are going to get ugly. Yeah. So, but woohoo, we got X Men. Whatever. Yeah. X Files, uh, and and Ripley from Aliens will team up now. Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, those Predator comic books you like to read, Eli. Yeah, fuck that. They're done by Disney now. Yeah, we're gonna have the fro the Frozen chick is versus the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> uh, until Disney buys their next product, unless they buy DC also. They, they, no, just all of Warner Brothers. No, think about them Comcast. They're gonna buy Comcast. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, let me say. Now we can talk about Netflix. Like I said, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because Eli, you didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. But now you got a chance to see the whole thing, and you actually did a review on Geeksaf, our sister podcast. You know, mm-hmm. it's the only one I can remember off the top of my head out of all the eighty other podcasts we have on Outright Geekery. Uh, but that being said, the one we're going to talk about is Luke Cage, season two, and. Eli, like I said, you, you got a chance to see some. Now that you watched the whole thing, what, what do you think about it? Because like I said, I'm hearing all kind of reactions just on the internet. People haven't really just narrowed down how they feel about Luke Cage as, as a hive mind. You know, how, you know how we like to do. Well, I loved it. I, I was, I, holy shit. I thought it was way better than the first season. And I was ready for more. Like after the 13th episode, I was like, damn, that's it? You know? I wanted more because I was really into it. I was really into the story. I think they really got the 13 episode structure down with this season. Like the first time I felt yeah. there was no lull. In there was that. no you know filler. I mean? Everything yeah. they were giving you felt like vital information. 
or even just little stuff it felt like it was fleshing out this season or it was setting up something else for later on. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it it was a much better season than season one. I think it is one of uh, the top Netflix Marvel movies they have right now. And I do feel like the 13 episodes did, you know, it was complete. It didn't feel like filler. Nothing felt like filler in there. Yeah. And, like, I think it might be, you know, one of my favorite Netflix seasons, Marvel seasons. You know, it, now it's up there for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I even, like, even Daredevil, which was awesome, that felt... Both seasons of Daredevils felt like they dragged on a little bit. But this one, I mean, story-wise, they I felt like they really had enough story to, you know, to make it cohesive to stretch out that long. And I was I was waiting for more at the end. <laughs> and then there were just so many like like bombshells they were dropping, just you know, like story plot-wise and stuff. You're like, oh, that's why they did that. Oh, that's why they did that. You know, and it was just like, well, like I said, we're gonna spoil, we're gonna spoil some stuff for folks that haven't seen it. We're just gonna just let you know we're spoiling some stuff. Like for instance, uh, Shays and Comanche. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. You know, to go there, especially in a Marvel show and a Netflix show that that you know they were basically lovers in prison. You know. So I was like, whoa, okay, I wasn't expecting that. But and somebody online said, oh, yeah, they called it in season one. I'm like, you didn't call that in season <laughs> one. You know? But just the way they handled it, like if you weren't paying attention, it would just fly right over your head. You know, That ain't gay. That's just jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was that movie that did that? Oh, uh, Harold and Kumar. <laughs> it was in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, shit. I'm not gay. <laughs> You're sucking my dick, so you're gay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Another bombshell they dropped. <laughs> yeah, another bombshell they dropped when uh, Black Mariah revealed who, you know, Tilda's real dad was. Yes. You know, that they gave, was they, so fucked up. It really was. And they, they threw a red herring in at first because it made you think it was going to be that cop. You know, oh, the cop is going to be. And then the cop died. You're just like, okay, well, who, is he going to find out? But then when you find out who it really was, and it, and it was all set up from the last season where, you know, they said, you know, that she was molested by her uncle, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that was the baby. And that's why they didn't raise her. But then the stuff that she said to her, you're like, that's why I never loved you. Like yeah. every time I look in your eyes, I see him. I just see hatred. I'm like, yeah, that established Black Mariah as one of the most wickedest villains, like in the Marvel in the MCU right now. Yeah, it was like not only not like only was evil, that yeah, not only was that a fucked up, you know, thing to drop on her, but yeah. how she reacted to it and how she treated her, like that's why I don't love you, and just walked. So you can she just <laughs> emotionally destroyed her child and just walked away. Right. And I was like, think, think and that was the it, point yeah. where I, yeah, at that point I was like, okay, that fucking bitch needs to die. <laughs> you know, and that right. was before the fucking massacre in the cafe. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, that that was that was brutal. <laughs> I was like, that really messed me up right there. And then and then you can see like when she said that, it basically set Tilda on to her path as being a super yep. villain. You know. But yep. for those that don't know, Tilda is actually a comic book villain. Her name is Nightshade in the comics. Uh she's like a chemist. She basically used chemical warfare. Like all she fights all the black heroes. Luke Cage, Falcon, Black Panther. She's actually a werewolf at one point. <laughs> Yeah, she was, and she was like queen of the werewolves or something or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And she was in um, I was like I said, I I read that Occupy Avengers run, uh, last year, 
with the uh, Hawkeye and Red Wolf teaming up, and they teamed up with Nightshade. And she okay. had the hots for she had the hots for Red Wolf. She was always trying to fuck Red Wolf. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, like I said, she may if they have a season three, she's probably going to be like the big bad of season three. They seem to be setting her up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like I said, Bush Bushmaster Bushmaster was awesome in there, and that, and that's the thing I think that they kind of fixed what what was wrong with series with season one because a lot of times people say season one like the fight scenes were boring and they were boring. Like sometimes when the when the fight scenes even start, I kind of checked out, you know, start looking at my phone and start you know looking at other stuff. But in this one, they had it when because Bushmaster was doing like Capiera, whatever you call it, martial yeah, arts. Capoeira, yeah. Yeah, it was exciting for him to do it, especially when you give in Luke Cage a physical match. Like all three fights they had were interesting fight scenes. Yeah, you know? so and I that thought- was like yeah that first fight that they had where Bushmaster whoops Luke Cage's ass. That reminded me of Hulk and Thanos. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, where Luke Cage has just been relying on his strength to get by all this time. And here comes a guy with just as powerful as he is, but who can actually fight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny because up until those four episodes, like Luke got so cocky that he didn't yeah. think anybody could touch him. So it was nice to watch somebody take him down a pig. Yeah. And that was a cool arc for him. I like that he was dealing with his anger and, you know, and dealing with, you know, his, the issues with his parents and his dad and all that stuff, you know. Right. And, and that that he was kind of it was kind of like Rocky three, you know, where he was uh, he was kind of full of himself and and, and, and and sort of relishing in all his fame and fortune and kind of arrogant, you know. <laughs> yep. And just waiting. For, and basically he got Clipper Lane. So. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one more thing I want to talk about. Also, like I said, huge, huge spoiler for those who hadn't seen it. Let's talk about Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I actually think that this is the best live action <laughs> adaptation they've had of Iron Fist yet. Yeah. Much, that, much better improvement than what they've had before. I know. And that's like sad that Iron they 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 this show made Iron Fist cool more <laughs> than his own show did. <laughs> right. Or Defenders. He sucked at Defenders also. So yeah. I'm like, okay, he's yeah. he's cool now. I can deal with this, you know. Even the fight scenes in the in the crack house or wherever they were were pretty yeah. cool. Also, oh, it's they like, did a fastball special. I like. I didn't <laughs> know if they could do a fastball special legally. I thought X Men had a trademark on that shit, you know. And so I thought that was pretty cool. And it was just what it was cool. They had like good chemistry with each other. Like you could imagine those two being best friends and stuff. He was giving Luke advice and helping him out and stuff like that. I like. Damn, this like this was the part I was scared to see because I just thought he was gonna just tank the entire season. But he came in. It was like one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, and then when they did the fight scene with to the Wu Tang song, right, which is like probably my favorite Wu Tang song ever. That was the song that got me into Wu Tang. Yeah, you know, was it se- yeah. the Seventh Chamber remix? Right, you know, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like they got the hardest beat ever. I remember my, you know, my my, you know, my brother and nephew just playing that shit in the, you know, in their room, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is Wu Tang? Like, no <laughs> shit." <laughs> yeah, so something yeah. else that caught my attention with with Iron Fist also. Remember when they shook down Turk, you know, in in the the weed house, whatever. And notice how Danny uh, picked up a bong and was like, "Can I keep this?" I don't remember that. Remember with Turk when they when they interrogated Turk? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When they yeah, yeah, that's right, the bong. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Iron Fist. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 not in Iron Fist. <laughs> Fuck Iron Fist. Not the yeah, show. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> So when they shook down Turk and then Iron Fist picked the bomb, he was like, can I keep this? Were they hinting at that Iron Fist may like to partake? 
Maybe. Or he's is he is he in the hookah or something? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. Like, did they sneak that in there? You know. <laughs> so maybe that's how he's seeing the ancestors or whatever he's doing. So. <laughs> Yeah, all all that was pretty cool. I, the ending, the ending was really cool also because it's because and the funny thing about it, the whole thing was a part of Mariah's plan. Yeah, like she like the very first episode, the whole thing was about she wanted to sell you know Harlan's Paradise to somebody else, but everybody that she came to, uh, she didn't trust them. She didn't trust them and didn't think they were worthy enough or they didn't love Harlem enough. You know, like they were too shady to do it, but. And she didn't want to sell it to a family member either because she knew it would destroy them. You know, that's why she didn't give it to Till at the end. But she was like, Luke Cage, on the other hand, he loves Harlem. And he's dumb enough to think that he can use the club to maybe change Harlem. But it's going to destroy him just like it did everybody else before him. Like it destroyed her. Like it destroyed Cottonmouth. Like it destroyed her grandmother or auntie, whatever that was. So it's going to yes. do Luke the same way. But the thing is, Luke is so, you know, and I'm not even arrogant. He's so naive. He thinking that he can break the cycle. Yeah, yeah. But and that I, was a nice moment with the between him and that uh, was his name DW that kid that was following him around, filming him and shit. Yeah, yeah. That was like a cool moment where he's like, "Yo, man, you're a crime boss now." What do you call him, Luke Corleone? Right, Luke Corleone. <laughs> he called him Luke Trump. He's like, "I'm trying to make Harlem great again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that 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 was a, that was a nice twist because that's probably gonna put him at odds." I mean, moving forward. That's probably going to put him at odds with the other heroes, you know. Exactly, because what the what the showrunner said was basically that was the ending of like in the, you know remember the comic book run Daredevil and Shadowland. Okay. He was basically saying that was the ending he was doing for Luke Cage, where Luke Cage basically becomes a crime boss. He basically becomes the head crime boss of Harlem, you know. But it makes you think, like, okay, you you can say he's a crime boss, but maybe that's what needs to be done. Because he said at the beginning of the beginning of the season that he was a fireman. Every time he does something, like he can't stop the drug wars because every time he shuts down one crack house, another one pops up down the street. There's mm-hmm. nothing he can do. He can't control it. He can't stop the guns. He can't stop the anything because he's too reactionary. But yeah. if he gets in front of the situation and controls it from the top level, like he does at the end, like a crime boss, he can't stop crime. But at least he has a better chance of controlling it than he did before. So he's being more effective in what he's doing than what he did before than just running around, just stopping this building and blowing up that building and stopping these guys. He's being more effective. So, but it's like it's like you said that may very well end up corrupting him. Yeah. So. Yeah. At least that's what Mariah is hoping. Yeah. That's what Mariah is hoping. And and another thing is the showrunner said the reason he did that ending because he wants to guarantee that Netflix picks picks him up for season three. <laughs> leave it on the cliffhanger you know oh and yeah. i know i know you're gonna catch the reference also the way the last scene of that of that uh season was the last scene of godfather yeah so. pretty much yeah the door closing and all that yeah shit. the door closing the, the one of the henchmen was whispering in his ear by closing the door on you know yeah. so yeah. awesome yeah. season man awesome season. If you, if for those who haven't seen it awesome season for those who are saying the season suck what the hell are you watching <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, seriously I think- I think what I think people are bitching about, I think they're, they they want more action. They're coming out of Defenders where they saw them fighting all these ninjas and shit. And that ain't this show. This right. show is more of a, a crime drama like The Wire or Miami Vice or something like that. It's 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 more about procedurals and, and investigation and character, you know. And I, I like the fact because, you know, once I accepted that, then going into this season, I, I – I was able to, you know, 
devour it better. That I can, I'm not. Uh, this isn't going to have a bunch of you know stupid. It's not cheesy. They're not going for you know black exploitation like the comics. You right. know, this isn't black dynamite that they're doing because that's essentially what the comics are. Right. The, the comic book version of Luke Cage was Dolomite. You know, <laughs> right. The, the shaft. It was the whole reason yeah. they tried to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. They weren't doing that. They were going for a more serious, real-world take on Luke Cage. And once I saw that, I was I was on board, and I liked that. I, I think they found that sh- that 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 cool balance of the crime drama mixed in with the the, the superhero tropes. They did it much know. better this season yeah. than last last season because yeah. last season when they tried to do it, the show went completely off the rails. Yeah, because you have Cottonmouth, the serious villain, and then you have a cheesy comic book. You know, villain at the end with with the uh, Diamondback and, and, in this cheesy outfit, and yeah. you know, yeah. And here's the thing: I'm gonna say something controversial. I actually like Black Mariah this season better than I like Cottonmouth last season. Yeah, she was she was one of those villains that you loved to hate, like you really hated her. And plus, yeah. she was uh, actually effective. Yeah, as a villain. Cottonmouth really didn't do anything. He just kind of bitched him on and beat up people, but he didn't really do anything effective where Black Mariah was actually effective and if you think about it, she kind of won. So she yeah. kind of beat him, you know. That prison scene? Oh, shit. That oh, prison yeah. scene. <laughs> that, like, that's like on par with that Punisher prison scene in the Daredevil. <laughs> right. That was, Except she didn't just mow through people, sh- you know, but yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. Stuff that was happening. I was like, holy, just the, the women. The women on the show were badass. <laughs> Yeah, everyone wants to talk about how Wonder Woman was a great portrayal of strong female characters. No, this show, the women on this show were fucking just badass as shit. So, you know, Misty Knight, yeah, Misty, Misty Knight was awesome. Claire, Claire was awesome in there, even though, but I just like the dialogue she was having because actually she was bringing up some good points also. Like, and she was almost saying the same thing that Luke was saying at the end. Like, yes, you're doing good, you're doing everything you can, but you're not doing enough. You can do more. You know, and he didn't want to hear that at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, and plus, like the tone of this show, you can tell that this was an inherently a, a show made by people of color, and you could totally tell that that perspective. You know, that was an inherently a perspective that comes from minorities. That you know, especially when they're going to how the Jamaicans hated the American black people, right? Or you know, <laughs> you, there's that inner racism. In within races, <laughs> right, and it was also yeah. vice versa. Like the African Americans didn't like the Jamaicans. You know, they yeah. they were blaming, they were rounding up every Jamaican, whether or not they had anything to do with Bushmaster or not. You know, yeah. And then Claire Temple even you know said some stuff about Puerto Ricans and Latinos. And, and I was like, whoa! I, I mean, honestly, I that didn't even cross my mind when she yeah. said that. You know, yeah. And I was like, as a native, as a Native American, I can relate. You know, I can relate to all that. I mean, I'm. I'm not full-blooded. I'm not right. a full-blooded native. I'm half-breed. And I've, I've been reminded by other natives of that fact my whole life. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so it's like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, stuff like that didn't even cross my mind, the stuff she was going. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, yeah, you deal with racism. I didn't have to leave my house to deal with racism. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And it's like, that perspective would not have come through had this, the makers of this show not been diverse. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that it was made by black people and people or women, there was a lot of women directors on the show. Lucy Liu directed yeah, a few the episodes. First episode, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's you, you don't get that perspective, you know, in pop culture. And that's where diversity is important. We're starting to see these other 
you know, these other voices coming out and, and dealing with issues that we can relate to and stuff. So now, Eli, let me so ask you. Let me that's ask, what I love. Now, let me ask you this. Like I said, we, we, we're hearing mixed reactions on on Luke Cage season two. And matter of fact, we're not even hearing as much reaction as we did on season two. It's like we did with season one. Like season one, remember they said it broke the internet, you know. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it, but not as many people are talking about this season as, as much. So let me ask you this. Do you think because like I said, we just talked about like the political aspect of it and the topical issues they're addressing. Do you think maybe people are staying away because of those issues? I don't know. Or maybe just people are might be staying away because you know maybe the maybe the netflix shows aren't pulling in what they used to i don't know it could um, be it too i don't, I don't you know. know uh like i said mean, we, we don't out. have we don't have numbers so we don't know but you could just kind of just get a a you know a sense of how, how big these, these shows are yeah because i think when they expect you know what, what they expect out of marvel is fights and you know the the, the, the mcu is full of this grand spectacle infinity war it's a huge epic you know movie and then you go to these netflix shows and they're more subdued and more low-key and and they got lower budgets you know and but but they're not they're not like the cw shows where it's you know there's you know fight fights every episode or even agents of shield you know right um i think they're expecting more and when it's more when 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 they see these shows sort of just deal more it's more they're more character driven I think, you know, it's kind of turning people off. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird because, like I said, we just named, like, the CW and we named Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all this shit like that. Like, there are twice as many shows, you know, yeah. in a season than it is with Netflix. But at the same time, we're saying, oh, there's too many shows. 13 is too many. No. Yeah. And I think – but this is the first time, I feel, like I said, like, they actually got down that 13-episode yeah, structure. like they could have did more, you know. Yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, I'm I'm bummed out that this was on Netflix and not like on TV where I had to wait a week because I could really use the summer fix. Yeah, because it's like what we like to say, there's no movies you want to see, you yeah. know, no sports programs out right now. I don't give a shit about soccer. Sorry if you do. Good for you. But yeah, there's like nothing on TV. So I, want, I need something to fill that gap, you know. Yeah, I mean, and this would have been a great summer show to like take that week where you you know you dwell on things for the week and then and, you know something to look forward to and you really week. can't just you know sit down and just okay i'm gonna watch this show this week and watch this episode next week you can't do that because the way these the way the internet works if you take that long by then luke cage would have been completely spoiled for you yeah you can't yeah. wait around and just you know watch this stuff and take your time yeah, I mean, I waited a week to do my review on Geek Savs, and I was like, shit, this might be too late by now. <laughs> it's only been a week. <laughs> it is so, yeah. That being said, yeah, like I said, good season. Uh, can we can we move on past that? Sure. Okay, like I said, I guess we can jump into the, the part that pays the bills. Uh, we can jump right into the comic book section. Like I said, we got a few books we want to uh, knock out. And uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll go first with the book I got, and we'll start with Man of Steel number five. I think this is I think this is the second to the last issue they're gonna do with Brian Michael Bendis. You know, with with this series at least, where he goes to his main one. Uh, and basically, how the book starts off is that Superman is reminiscing on the city of Candor, and he's trying. And the city of Candor was destroyed. He's trying to remember. I wonder what the last you know what the last thing they saw was like. And he looks inside the city of Candor. And all they look up and they just see like this huge eyeball because the eyeball is from Rogu Czar because it's the last thing they see right before he destroyed them. 
So we go to present day and Superman is taking him out into space and they're just fighting stuff like that. Rogazar finally regains himself and punches Superman into the moon. You know, punches him in the moon and he just keeps punching him, punching him, punching him. And then right before he takes his act up and get ready to, uh, I don't know, slice him or finish him off, stuff like that. Superman has a flashback into his apartment like a couple weeks ago, a month ago, stuff like that. When he was talking to, you know, when he was with Lois, he was with, you know, little Jonathan and he was with his dad, Jorel. Jorel came back. He said, yeah, I've, I've come to get the boy. You're my grandson. I need to take him with me. And Clark is like, no, hell no. You are not taking him with you anywhere. I barely know you. You're not going anywhere with him. Lois, like the same thing. And then, uh, and then Jorel tells him, look, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. Now, look, if you come with me, there are certain things I can show you, like the galaxies and how the universe works. There's certain things that your parents can't teach you, that the Earth can't teach you, that not even your dad can teach you because he views the world from a certain perspective that he can't show you how the universe really works. But if you come with me, I can. And then Clark is like, stop at talking to him. You talk to me. I'm telling you, he's not going. And then Jonathan looks back at both of them and he says, I'm going with him. And then he just cuts off of that. So we cut back to the moon and Superman and Roguzar just leaves him and Superman is just knocked the fuck out, just beat up. We cut back to Metropolis and we still got more of those arsons and the buildings on fire, stuff like that. And Chief Moore is trying to put him out and then Supergirl shows up and she's like, I'm here to help. Have you seen Cal? You're like, uh, no, I haven't seen him. I don't know where he went. It was some kind of little fight that was going on. I hadn't seen him since then. And, you know, and then they hear a voice that's saying, you know what, we're looking for him too. And it turned around, it's the Justice League. They show up and they're asking questions like, okay, where's Superman? Where's this other guy he was fighting? Why are they trying to kill him? And Flash just throws in a little jab like, oh, you know, while y'all talking, I just put out the fire. Just, just want you to know that, you know. And, and so Supergirl asks them, have any of you seen Superman? They're like, no, we haven't seen him. And then she looks at the moon. She's like, uh-oh, cow. So she shoots, uh, shoots off to the moon. She's like, if anybody can follow me, follow me right now. So she shoots off to the moon. Grab Superman. He's like all shriveled up and shit like that because I guess he got fucked up. And she takes him back to the Hall of Justice. Cause the Hall of Justice is a thing now, you know. So Superman is in there waking up and he uh grabs his tray. Like he's in the hospital bed or whatever like that. He grabs his tray. He like, everybody, I want you to take a look at this. So he takes a tray and heat visions a symbol into the tray. He like, does anybody recognize this? So Green Lantern says, uh, nope. And then Cyborg says, nope. And Batman says, nope. So like, so this is the symbol that that guy had. We got to figure what's going on. And then Batman tells him, well, if this guy was trying to cleanse Krypton, Krypton and he destroyed your planet just to cleanse Krypton, well, obviously that means, and then his eyes get big, Superman's eyes get big, and Batman like, exactly. And Flash like, wait, wait, what happened? What happened? And then Superman just shoots off and puts his suits on so fast and just bursts through the roof of, uh, of the Hall of Justice. And then he was like, uh-oh, I gotta stop. Whatever's going on, I gotta hurry to stop it. So he burrows to the center of the earth and he, and he says, I told Star Last wouldn't do this anymore, but they're just gonna have to build me for this. And he was like, because if Batman is right, this might be really messed up. So he bursts to the center of the earth and he sees that symbol sign that he draw like in the center of the earth with Rogel Czar standing right there. And he like, that's exactly what Batman thought was going to happen. He's going to destroy Earth. And that's how the book ends. So, yeah. Pretty cool story. A lot of stuff going on. I really don't understand why Rogel Czar didn't <laughs> kill Superman at the time. So, but still a cool story. Just League shows up. The book is going. We find out that what happened to Jonathan and Lo Lois and stuff like that. So, yeah, I get a book of, book of four. Cool. All right. 
Well, I guess um, I'll start with uh, I'll go I'll, I'll do Pumpkinhead. Um, so I got Pumpkinhead number five uh, from Dynamite Comics. Um, now, Pumpkinhead, for those who don't know, it's a you know late '80s horror flick. Uh, Stan Winston directed. Um, Lance Hendrickson. Basically, it's a it's a, a demon monster that you you conjure up to get revenge. You know, it's a demon of vengeance, and um, someone. You know, if someone wrongs you, you can go into these backwoods in the south and find this witch named Haggis, and she will conjure up this demon to go and, you know, kill all those who have wronged you. Catches, you feel every death that Pumpkinhead kills, you know, and there you're, you know, and and anything that happens to Pumpkinhead, you feel, uh, and that's the price. So when Pumpkinhead dies, you die. So that's the price for revenge, for vengeance. So this in this story, what has happened, it's, it takes place in the South. There's some like redneck, uh, like crime family, drug dealers. Um, a couple of the members uh, do a hit and run. They kill some kids in their car accidentally, and but they take off. And their grandfather, you know, in mourning, goes into the woods and finds Haggis to conjure up Pumpkinhead. And Pumpkinhead has been going around killing these, uh, the, this like this, you know, backwoods crime family. Um, but they find out that oh, this is Pumpkinhead, and it's a demon after us. So what they do is they go find this coven of witches, which I, I think, I believe, are Haggis's sisters, and they basically have these other witches conjure up demons to fight Pumpkinhead off. And that's where um, this is the the, the, the finale. Um, last issue, all these other demons showed up, and it's a big demon battle between Pumpkinhead and these other monsters. Um, and we pick up, yeah, the, 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 the demons are fighting. The guy, the grandfather who conjured up Pumpkinheads, he's feeling every uh, hit and blow from from that pumpkin head takes from these other demons so he's in pain and um the sheriff is with them it's like we gotta we gotta stop this we got they, they also have haggis with them too it's like we got it we gotta stop this so what they do is they go and find the coven of witches and they're like hey you gotta stop this demon and blah 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 and they're like nope can't be done the this this spell has to run its course but then haggis the the witch comes in and kills all the other witches so when those witches die, the demons that they conjured die with them, you know. So then the pumpkin head is free to go and continue his vengeance. And the sheriff's like, we can't let this demon, you know, kill every kill anybody else. And Haggis is like, the, the witch is like, no, there's nothing you can do. This has to run its course, you know. And she's got the gun to the, the head of the witch. She's like, the, yeah, the, 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 nothing's going to stop vengeance, you know. And so the pumpkin head finally kills the last uh, of the of the redneck crime family, and then the the grandfather feels that pain and then dies. And you know, and the sheriff is like, "Hey, I can't let you do this anymore. You you can't be summoning demons like this." And she's like, "Hey, no, there's no way you can stop this. Vengeance and and and, and sorrow, they." You, you can't stop that. If, if, if you stop, if you keep me from doing it, it's just going to pop up somewhere else. It's like, at least with me, I have, I, I can keep a leash on it, you know? So she ends up letting the witch go and that's pretty much it. That's how it ends. So, um, 
like I said, I, 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 I'm a fan of the movie. I really like the story. Um, it really blows the universe wider open. It goes into the characters of Haggis and, and, and the Coven of Witches and stuff and, and you know, brought in this big epic monster battle, which I enjoyed. Um, so I'm re- I was really into the story. I still think the art was a little too bright and cartoony. You know, I wish it was a little bit more stylized. But other than that, I, I, I enjoyed this run. I'll give it a four out of five. Cool. Okay. That's a pretty cool story. Uh, next one I got is Flash number 49. This is part three of Flash War. <clears throat> okay. And so, like I said, last time we left off, uh, Barry and Barry and Wally, you know, took off running and stuff like that. So this book opens up with Argus, you know, Team Argus in Smallville. And basically the head of Argus, you know, Amanda Waller and Steve Trevor, and they're in Smallville, and Steve Trevor has this a device in his hand he's saying okay i'm picking up speed force readings all over the planet which means these two guys i'm picking up two uh signatures of the speed force and that means whatever they're doing they're running so fast they're running all over the world that nobody can can see them and wherever they're going i'm tra- uh, tracking them right now they're eventually going to end in smallville in about 10 minutes so let's go ahead and they set up an entire army you know to to stop the flash that's running because they said whatever they're doing is like screwing up the world because that generate too much speed force so they get ready wait for it and then the flash both flashes just run right through the army they run through so fast they didn't even see them coming you know and then while they did that they even took apart the army and the tanks and stuff like that so they did it so fast they didn't see them so wall is like okay that plan didn't work all right trevor you either get your friends to stop them or i'm gonna get my friends and stop them and you don't want my friends to do that because you know what my friends can do and then as soon as he even says that then the Justice League shows up. <laughs> like, Justice League just show up in every book. They don't care. Uh, <laughs> I was only, saying, they just show up a lot. They're they just... show up a lot. They just pop up, you know, like you called Steve Trevor, you know. So not only they show up, the Teen Titans show up also because, you know, they're with Wiley and stuff like that. So, like, what do we need to do? Like, whatever's going on, uh, they're giving off. They're running so fast that their speed force they're giving off is going to destroy the multiverse. Like, the like everything. Everything is going to go because they're doing that. So why are they doing it? We don't understand. But then they they got some kind of footage. They were able to slow it down a trillionth of a second. And they were seeing that they were arguing. Like they're arguing. They're like, okay, Superman's like, okay, everybody stand back. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to put a stop to this right now. So he gets into, you know, his three-point stance position. And boom, he takes off. Everybody's like, okay. And just stand there for like about five seconds or like that. Five seconds later, Superman comes right back. Boom. And he's like breathing heavily. <gasps> You're like, okay, Superman, did you did you stop him? You're like, I couldn't even catch him. I'm like, well, fuck, what are you, you, so you then, you know? So we cut back to Barry and Wally, and they're just running all over the world and stuff like that, fighting each other. And Barry's trying to, you know, they're still arguing back and forth, like, you need to stop this because uh, you're going to destroy the world. You're going to do exactly what I did with Flashpoint. You're going to erase the world and really fuck up the timeline, stuff like that. Why? Like, I don't care, stuff like that. So. Then, after a while, they just stop arguing. They're like, okay, Barry. Uh, Wally's like, okay, Barry, are you going to help me or not? And Barry's like, okay, look, I will help you get through the speed force to get your kids. I'm, I'm tired of fighting you. I'm tired of running because whatever we're doing, we are destroying the multiverse with this. Even though doing this, we may lose the speed force. So, like, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to run into the speed force so fast, but we're not going to lose ourselves because we're going to be each other's anchors. So, they run through the speed force so fast and they pop out the other end. And then they're just like, okay, what happened? But when they look up, the Justice League is surrounding them, and Wonder Woman screaming at them, Barry, what did you do? Like, what, what do you mean what I did? 
then they they point to the sky and they're like oh shoot we screwed up they look at the sky the sky is all screwy and stuff like that they were like oh man dude but we didn't break the speed force because we i still feel the speed force aside of them and then while they're talking every single one of the just league members plus argus members get knocked out bam 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 and they were like uh oh we know who did that they're like that's right I wanted you to go into the speed force flashes because I didn't want you to destroy the speed force. I wanted you to destroy the force barrier and then turn around and it's Zoom. Zoom was the one that knocked everybody out because they, they realized it. And then uh, they basically said, so when you broke down the force barrier, see, the thing is, you think the speed force is the only force out there. It's not even that's only a fraction of it. There's actually way more powers out there. And you just unlocked all of them. For instance, like the sage force and then he like telepathically telekinetically lift them in the air and like the strength force and he like smacked them across the 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 city and shit like that so so zoom has like all kind of crazy ass powers now like past speed powers he got all kind of crazy shit and then he said and then he goes to barry and he was like barry remember you used to fall eobar thorn and you know how he idolized you he actually kept your first suit and he pulls up the you know the flash ring he like your suit is in this ring right here and then he uh, undoes the ring and he turns into like the the classic silver age flash like the one from back in the 50s and shit like that he was like i'm the most i'm the most powerful flash in the world and he so he's got like strength powers telekinetic powers speed powers and he's like and i'm gonna be the hero of the story and the first thing i'm gonna do is kill every flash that exists and that's how the book ends so all right yeah, pretty cool story. Uh, Superman realizes he's a bitch. He can't keep up with Flash, either one of them. Uh, Wally actually might be a little bit faster than Flash, and Zoom has all kind of Hulk powers and shit with speed. So, pretty cool. I get, I get 4.5 out of 5. This is pretty cool, even though Just League showed up again. But it was like a really, really cool story, what they did. So, yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, well, I guess I'll do my, my last book I got is Aliens Dust to Dust. Number two, and and this is just great. Um, this is awesome. <laughs> um, so basically, what happened? We're picking up where issue one left off. There's a there, there's some planet that's being overrun by aliens. It's all seen through the eyes of a little kid, this little boy named Maxon, um, and uh, he escapes with his mother, uh, and she they get on uh, a shuttle that's evacuating the planet. But her mother, the, the mother had an alien inside her. And the, the book ended with the, the chest burster coming out of her. So this picks up right after that. They're on the ship. The, 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 the alien, the, the chest burster alien, is, the little baby is slithering around in the shuttle, uh, fucking with people. Um, I guess blood from the alien has breached the hull of the ship. So they cannot go into orbit now. They can't go out into space because there's a hole in their ship. And there's also a, like a storm, a wicked thunderstorm going on. So there, there's a lot of turbulence in the air. Um, they end up crashing. And so they're out in like the middle of nowhere. And they're trying to radio into the, uh, the, the spacecraft up in orbit to come down and rescue them. But then um, it turns out that this, the, the spacecraft comes crashing down they're like repeat do not come they, they finally contact that ship up in space and they're like do not come aboard we're under attack blah 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 so they've been overrun with aliens too and that ship comes crashing down um so basically they're fucked right now there's their their ship is crashed they're in the middle of nowhere and there's another terraforming farm like 
like, I don't know, down, like to the west and all the survivors have to go there now. So, and now there's an alien chasing them. So that's basically where it ends. They're, you know, they have to go get to this other facility, but they're out in the middle of nowhere. There's a storm and there's an alien after them. So, and it's really cool. It's, it's really intense. I like the tension, the the suspense in the story. It's really it's really getting to that old, the original Alien. And everyone loves the second Aliens movie because it's all full of action and the the, the Space Marines is all cool. Pretty much like invented Halo, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You know, the quintessential sci-fi horror flick of all time. Uh, but this one is sort of more uh, concentrating on the horror terror elements of the first movie, that haunted house slasher type of uh, uh, feel. And that's what I'm digging about this. It's really intense. It's like, damn, these people are fucked, you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm eager for the next one. I give it a four point. Fuck it, five out of five. <laughs> damn. Okay. <laughs> this was great. I like blazed through this story, and I was like, oh, at the end, I was like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Okay. So this last book, uh, this is my book of the week. Yeah, this is my book of the week. I'm saving it for okay. last. This is uh the book I'm gonna read uh, review is Century Number One. Oh no uh, shit. Yeah, like I said, I haven't done a review to Marvel book in a while, but I'm gonna do, do this one. Uh, it's funny because the cover art of Century Number One is the same cover we had for Superman 800. I don't know if that's a coincidence or Marvel's doing a slight jab or whatever. Oh, and this book is written by Jeff Lemire. Like I said, I know we don't usually call out okay. the creators, but since it's Jeff Lemire, I think he's if for all you guys that listen to the Valiant podcast, you probably heard that name a bunch of times. So yeah, he's writing this okay. book and it's pretty interesting. So basically, some backstory on this story. Uh, Sentry has basically been with Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange has found a way to stop him because you know he has basically all these godlike Superman powers. But if he does it, the Void will show up also, which is like his exact opposite that would do everything that he d- will undo everything he did. So mm-hmm. Doctor Strange has figured out a way to create a pocket dimension. Integrates a pocket dimension. Sentry can go to this pocket dimension and just be the super he wants to be. He can beat Boy, and whatever happens there won't affect our reality or Doctor Strange's reality. Well, the six one six, regardless. So the book opens up. We're in that other reality, that pocket dimension, and Sentry's down there fighting a space army, just fighting them all of them, just beating the shit out of them. And then he's like, "It's too many of them." And then all of a sudden, his sidekick showed up, Scout who flies in and starts beating up people and then his side kicks and then his dog shows up. He's got a super dog named watchdog or something. I can't remember. So <laughs> he fights and then this girl shows up who's the centrist. So it's a, like a whole century family, whatever like that. So they're fighting in space arm and stuff like that. And then he's talking to this watchtower called stuff clock and whatever like that. Like, and you find the source of whoever's doing this, uh, bringing this invading space army. And the clock is like, okay, I found it. It's on the moon. And his, his sidekick, uh, Scout, is like, you need to help me? Like, no, I got this. So he goes to the moon and just destroys the moon. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Blows it up. And in the middle of the moon is the Void standing right there. And the Void is telling him, ah, Sentry, you found me. But you still want to cover my evil scheme. And before he can even start talking, Sentry just grabs him and rips him in half. You know, <laughs> like he did with Ares in the, in the Siege book. So he rips him in half and then throws him in the sun. And he's like, okay. That's that. Is this now? Is Sentry? Is he the guy that the more sadder he gets, the more powerful he is? Uh, the thing is, they retconned Sentry's backstory so much. So that was one time. One time he was a drug addict. 
You know, okay. basically, he got his powers from this guy, and as long as he keeps taking this drug, he can get more powerful, and and that's how Norman Osborn was able to control him for his Dark Avengers team because he had access to the drug. You know, but something like that, like whatever he does, that he's gonna do the opposite of some bullshit. Anyway, so uh, so Sentry goes back to the Watchtower with a clock. He goes with the Sentry family. He's like, "Well, time is up. I got to go back to the real world." He's like, "Are you sure you got to leave Sentry?" And then they asked him, "But what about?" The moon, you just blew up the moon. I had to be back. Don't worry about it. Well, if the moon is back, then the moon will be back also. Yeah. So don't worry. I'll be back to stop him. So, and I'll see you guys in about 24 hours. So he walks through this teleport thing and he shows up. He's in the real world. And when we see him in the real world, his name is Bob Reynolds. He's this fat dude, middle age, long beard, neck beard type dude. And he's just sitting in the room by himself, in the apartment by himself, you know, eating cereal. You know, brushes his teeth. He's just watching the clock, waiting the clock down because he can't go back until 24 hours later. So he goes to work. And he's this cook at this di- diner. I think they're trying to throw in a joke for Bob's Burgers or some shit. I don't know. Maybe they did or not. Uh, so he's there cooking. And he's got this other guy with him. And like, okay, it's break time. So he and the other cook that's with him, they decide to take a break. And the break. Uh, and the cook asks him. The cook only has one arm. And he asks him, so what'd you do last night? And like, he didn't do much. He's like, no, no. What did you do? They're like, okay, I fought a space army last night. They're like, oh, cool. Okay, so he tells the whole story. So he knows the whole story about what Sentry was doing in that pocket dimension. And he was telling them stuff like that. And he was like, so when are you going to take me with you? That's what the other his, his co-worker says to him. He's like, Billy, you know I can't take you with you. You remember what happened last time. So apparently this Billy, the, his co-worker that's with him, is Scout, like his sidekick from the regular dimension when he was Sentry here. And apparently during that last mission, he lost his arm. So he was like, but I, I want to come with you. He was like, you know what happens if you come with me. Because it wasn't the way Doctor Strange built it, only I can go in. If you go in, something might get messed up. And you know I can't do it here because if I do it here, boy will come in and will kill all of us. We're like, okay, well. And then they go back inside and they see the waitress. And Billy asks Bob, uh, does the waitress know that she's in your fantasy also? They're like, don't tell her. That's your dream, pervert. That's on you. So, so he's sitting there counting down, waiting for the time to go back. Before he can do the countdown, all of a sudden, this these black vans show up, and hop out the van is Misty Knight. So apparently, Misty Knight is his parole officer. She was like, "You didn't check in with us the other night." He was like, "I'm fine. Don't worry about it." Okay, Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off with a slap on the wrist this time. But if you miss your appointment next time, I'm gonna come down here with some more agents. Going to be some issues. He was like, "Missy, don't worry. It's gonna be no big deal." So he goes back home. Because so, he's just ready to get back to be Sentry again. So when he goes back to uh, his house, he feel like he sees his house was already where his apartment was broken into. He goes into everything was smashed, and the device he uses to go into the pocket dimension was stolen. So he's like, "Oh crap!" So the in the pocket dimension, you see Scout and Watchdog. And they're like, "Oh, he's coming!" And the dog is barking because he happened to see Sentry again. He's like, "Yeah, boy, we're gonna see him." And then soon as Somebody steps out of the, the door of the pocket dimension and kills Scout and kills the dog. And they're like, don't worry, Scout. It's, everything's going to be okay because I'm here now. And that's how the book ends. Cool. So, yeah, like I said, pretty cool. I thought it was going to be a Superman ripoff book. But, yeah, Jeff, Lamar, Jeff Lemire took a different turn with it where, you know, he's Superman. But in the regular world, he's just a regular guy. And in this dimension, he's Superman. You know, so it's all in his mind maybe 
pretty cool. <laughs> I give it, but it's a, it's an interesting concept. I kind of want to see where it's going to go. I'm interested to see where it's going to go. And I give it a I give it a four out of five because I, I never I never liked Century before because I just thought they was just a version to make evil Superman or just a version so just leak. I mean, Avengers can beat up on them. But this is an interesting <laughs> original take, so I like it. So yeah, uh, that's all the books I got. You got any other books? Oh, I, I'm good. Okay, yeah, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Definitely listen to uh, Geek Sav, Eli's sister podcast, where they're going to talk about Luke Cage, probably some other stuff on there. Also, going to try to run down to other books, uh, other podcasts. Okay, we have uh, This Geeks and Comics. We have Comic Cast. We have Get Valiant. We have Hulu TV. We have Instruments of Destruction. I'm probably forgetting another one, but that's all the ones we have. Definitely listen to all of them, because just like I reviewed these books, and just like Eli reviewed these books, they're going to review these books also, and they're going to have completely different interpretations or opinions of what they have. Because I've listened to their podcast before, they always say something different than what we said. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of having opinions, you know. Uh, I'm going to run this contest one more week. Like I said, I've been doing a contest where I'm trying to give away a free game. I'm giving away uh, Horizon Horizon Zero Hour. I don't know. Whatever the fuck the game is it's on PlayStation 4, is free. You want it. All you got to do is name the song at the end of this podcast. If you post a song somewhere or comment it or inboxes or whatever, it's a million ways to reach us. Just comment the song and we will mail it to you if you give us uh, your email uh, your address. Uh, yeah, that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs>